I'm here with the two-time Southern Hot Wing Festival champion. What do you have to say to the people of Memphis? The first thing you gotta realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wings in Memphis. You can call us the New Wing Order, brother. We know your championship wings, but what about the rest of the menu? We've got a drop-kicking buffalo chicken taco and a vegan-friendly avocado taco. Then Memphis is only hot wing nachos, brother. You heard it here, folks. You can find the New Wing Order food truck or book them at newwingorder.com or follow them on social media at New Wing Order. Are you one of the many Memphis area residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Work side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, right kitchen scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-ops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard, every Tuesday during Pike Night at Elbow, and every Friday night at Memphis Maid's Tap Room. How's it going, everybody? I'm Nick Schifani. And I'm Adam Schifani. In addition to being brothers, we're the founders of Nerd 901, a blog and podcast embracing the nerd culture in Memphis and around the world, all from our home base here in the 901. You can check out our team's exclusive content at nerd901.com. And while you're on the site, you'll want to take a look at the latest Surreal Entertainment schedule. Every week, we post an updated list of Surreal's upcoming bingo and themed trivia events, from TV shows to video games to music to movies and much more. No matter what you like, Surreal Trivia has a theme night just for you. And with our handy guide, you'll never miss out on any of our free fun. Nerd out about trivia and whatever else you love at nerd901.com and our Twitter at nerd underscore 901. Nerds unite! You want to wrestle me? You want to wrestle me, my style? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Making his way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of rhythm and bruise. Please welcome your host and your hero, Kevin Cerrito. Cerrito. It's time to talk wrestling on the radio, as we do every single Saturday morning at 11 a.m. here on Sports Entertainment, 56 and 87, 7 FM. Oh, we've got a fun show today. It's been an exciting week for wrestling fans with the news breaking and Twitter feuds going on between uh, different superstars. We're going to unpack all of it here in the next hour. We're going to start the show talking with Jimmy Trainer. He is the host of the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast, which if you do not subscribe to, you need to find your phone now. Subscribe to the Sports Illustrated Media 
podcast. He is the host of that show. He talked to Seth Rollins on that earlier this week. We'll talk about that and more with him. But Jimmy joins me now. Good morning, Jimmy, or afternoon where you are. How you doing? I have to say that's one hell of an intro you have there. I was into that there with the, uh, um, you know, like a wrestling promo. Nice job. Oh, well, yeah, thank, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it as well. So, Jimmy, every yeah. week, every week uh, during this hour, we talk to different wrestlers and different uh, – we talk about – but the most important thing we do, we talk about the most in, important, the biggest wrestling story of the week. And sometimes the biggest wrestling story of the week is often the biggest story in the history of our sport. <laughs> in the history of our sport, the biggest match in pro wrestling history, the two biggest superstars in our sport – in the biggest event this sport has ever seen, the biggest match in the history of our sport. It's the biggest story in the history of our great sport. All right, thank you, Tony Schiavone. This week, it might be the biggest story in the history of our sports, the biggest story in a long time in the world of wrestling. Actually, two two big stories this week, both of them involving Sports Illustrated, where you work. One in, one on your podcast with Seth Rollins. We'll talk about that. That was the biggest story of the week until we got to uh, just the other day when when the news broke that Vince McMahon was hiring Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman to to be executive directors of uh, one of Raw and one of SmackDown, so this is this is a uh, huge wrestling news that could um, have major implications. What was your first reaction, Jimmy, when you saw this? Uh, it's um, it's funny. I uh, the, the SI writer who broke the story uh, is Justin Barrasso. He called me. The day before we broke, I guess we broke it on Thursday. So he called me Wednesday late afternoon and said, because I, I, in addition to all the stuff you said with hosting the podcast and writing my column, I also do a little bit of editing here and there. And um, Justin called me and said he had this scoop and he proceeded to tell me about Heyman taking over Raw and uh, Eric Bischoff taking over SmackDown. And my first response to Justin when he told me the news was, is that like, TV storyline or backstage real life? And he said backstage real life. And I said, oh, this is huge. And this is going to be big. And, uh, you know, listen, I think anyone who follows wrestling and is a smart fan and, and not um, just a fan who doesn't follow the backstage stuff, I think everyone has the same exact take. Is Vince, will Vince let Heyman and Bischoff do their thing? I've actually... Uh, I talked to a couple of wrestlers who they even said the same thing. You know, it's all about Vince still who has final say. But Vince is, no matter what the product is like now, no matter what you think of Vince, if he's making this change, I have to believe he's doing it because he wants these guys to come in and take over. Yes, he will have final approval. Yes, he may nick some great ideas. But he's not doing this to just do it. I think he does want these guys to do their thing. So if you're a WWE fan, I think you have to be encouraged by this. Right, the, the names definitely get you the headlines. So I don't. Th- I guess you could think he's doing it just to do it because those names are. Right. Or it's it's bizarre. It's not. It's not weird that Sports Illustrated gets the story. It is a little uh, puzzling that a couple hours after y'all break the story, they're confirming the story at WWE dot com on their well, Twitter and all of that. Yeah, I mean they had no choice because the story that we broke was accurate. Uh, Justin got it. Uh, he did what any good reporter does. He went to WWE and he said, listen, I have this story and we're going with it. It's sourced. And they really had no choice but to confirm. And um, I think they also wanted to capitalize on the buzz. I mean, they dominated, you know, Twitter trends on Thursday when the news story broke. They have, they took the news cycle basically in the sports world almost with that news. It was huge. 
And, um, you know, I think they want people to know if, you know, the fans have been unhappy and vocal about their unhappiness with the product for a while. So I think they, WWE wanted to get out there like, hey, we heard you. We listened to you. We're making some changes. Their ratings have fallen to historic uh, lows for some of these programs. Like every week you're seeing, oh, the ratings are as low as it's been, including holiday episodes. And you're like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's, that's not that's right, not, right. That's not good, especially when they're moving to Fox uh, this this fall. Well, yep, yep. You hit you hit the nail on the head there. That I was going to get to that too and discuss on the. That, that's a major major angle on this. It's been I think underreported and not talked about enough. Eric Bischoff has a lot of TV uh, experience. Working with, you know, he had a deal with Turner when he worked at WCW. And Fox, I can tell you this from talking to people at Fox, they are all in on SmackDown on Friday night. They, they think this is going to be huge. You're going to see SmackDown promoted by Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on Thursday night football nonstop, basically. So when you, when you take a breather from the shock of the news and then you sit back and you think about it, it makes sense that... Um, you know, Vince would make this move and put Eric Bischoff in charge of SmackDown because Eric Bischoff will then be the liaison and deal with the Fox executives on the show. Yeah, that's the one. Because the first reaction, you're like, Eric Bischoff? And right, right. Paul Heyman makes sense. I think Paul Heyman, uh, yeah, everybody was like, okay, that's a good hire. Paul Heyman, he can he can definitely run creative. He, you don't want him right. running your accounting department necessarily uh, on how ECW right. fell down. But as far as creative, he's one of the, the, the sharpest minds in the history of professional wrestling. Eric Bischoff, and you I mean you know when Bischoff was running WCW and he was running around with Hulk Hogan and was giving wrestlers too much creative control and doing all of that, but maybe right. Bischoff under Vince McMahon will you know those small errors that he made won't uh, be an issue. Uh, going, right. He, going if you if you listen to Eric's uh, podcast eighty three weeks with Conrad Thompson, he talks so much about the TV aspect of what his job was. He talks a lot about being so restricted by Turner and then when AOL took over and there are a lot of TV issues there that he's dealt with. And I think that experience will help him in dealing with Fox and in dealing with Vince. So that move is not as strange as it looks on the, I I think the strange thing a lot of people think is that these guys, their heyday was, you know, in the nineties and here we are in 2019, but listen, most fans will tell you, uh, most WWE fans, I think will tell you that the best era of SmackDown was when Paul Heyman was running it. So I don't think he's lost that much off his fastball. So I, I would expect big things from Monday Night Raw with him in charge. We're talking with Jimmy Traina from Sports Illustrated. And if you're just tuning in, no, this is not a rerun from 2002 <laughs> or something. This is this is, is happening today, 2019. Uh, Paul Heyman will be the executive director of Monday Night Raw, where Eric Bischoff will be the executive director of SmackDown Live. Uh, effective immediately. They're both still going to report to Vince McMahon. And, yes, that's how you can – uh, spin this story and speculate if, if it's still anything's going to get changed or not. But I think you, we both agree that probably things will change because Vince is starting to shift his attention to the XFL that will launch next year. And this way he doesn't have to be as hands-on as he is right now because it's going to be impossible to be uh, hands-on in both the XFL. and You can't micromanage the XFL and WWE at the same time. I wouldn't put that piss in McMahon. He could try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling he will do his best to do both. I mean, from everything you hear from everyone who knows Vince, he's never going to give up that final say in WWE. So, yeah, he may have his hands full with the XFL, but I don't see him backing off a whole bunch. Do, do you think this uh, reinforces the idea that the brand split is here to stay? 
now that we're going to have these two different guys running the yeah, two different Yeah, I do. Uh, but I do, but I also think they'll still, uh, you know, cross people over. Uh, it's not, listen, this is, a, you know, it is a TV show. It's a written, scripted TV show. There's having someone who's a SmackDown guy appear on Raw is not really, uh, you, if you're making that an issue, you're not getting the sort of gist of what pro wrestling is. So um, I, I'm sure we'll still, still, especially, listen, I'll say this, when, When SmackDown goes to Fox, I think it's October 4th, I'm sure you will see every big Raw name on that show for a little bit to get it established. Yeah, probably so. But if there's a video circulating of Eric Bischoff from a few years ago talking about the the brand split and how if you to do it right, you have to be completely separate and keep everybody on their own shows. That he I was at some uh, Q&A event. I mean, listen, I do think, listen, I think in theory, yes, you do need to do that. But if Roman Reigns shows up on SmackDown and beats right. the crap out of someone. I don't know why people would get annoyed by that, but you know, it is like it's a TV show like anything. So no matter what the TV show is, people get annoyed by the storylines. So yeah, they probably just need to clean up the rules that they've got going on right now. The wild card rule, which is not right. really a, a, a rule at all. It's the wild card, this the wild card era, right. I guess, uh, more so than but a that, rule. But, but what are the rules in pro wrestling? There are no rules. It's pro wrestling. It's scripted. So, Right. Well, you really get, no rule. <laughs> well, the idea of the brands, well, they you don't want it to at least uh, present it as a real sport. So it's got to be presented right. as really split up if you want people to believe they're, they're different products. Well, I, don't my, my, I, I want them to, to, merge, to merge some titles and have the champions float. And I think that's the easiest rule to understand, the easiest uh, game to play with that. But go ahead. I, I'm not a huge fan of the brand split from this standpoint. This is what, I, what annoys me about the brand split is when – when they try to then turn it into Raw versus SmackDown, oh, yeah. there's no such thing. You're all WWE. There is no such thing as as a Raw versus SmackDown, and which show, you know, which wrestlers are better, which show is better. They're all in the same company. So I've ne- they've done that storyline a billion times too. I mean, the invasion angle and this, and to me, it's just yes, you have to suspend disbelief when you're a wrestling fan, and yes, it is scripted and storylines are going to be. But for me, those angles where uh, you're trying to prove which organization is the best when it's really just one organization. The WWE, to me, is always, always falls flat and misses the mark. I could not agree with you more. That's that's what's broken about Survivor Series. Like I dread that time of year every year. And right, right. Like it's it's every like the acting like the fans at SmackDown wouldn't be at Raw if <laughs> Raw was the show in town that week. Like no, they're right. they're coming to whatever WWE show is coming to town. We're gonna have SmackDown here in, in Memphis in in July, and so we're gonna get the Eric Bischoff. Uh, era of SmackDown here very soon. But if it was Raw, we would be going too. When, exactly. well, it doesn't matter if Paul yep. Heyman's running or not. But this could be, there could be some real internal competition, right, though? Because Eric Bischoff is going to want to put the best show on, on TV on Friday nights on, with SmackDown, right. and Paul's going to put, want to put the best show, Heyman, on, on Monday night. So I do think there's going to be some internal competition, which could in, enhance that and actually have a little bit of that. But, of course, once they move people to other shows, the wrestlers aren't going to really care, and the fans just want, right. the fans just want good shows. So. Right. Agree with you 100%. Uh, absolutely. I think, I think it will be a competitive thing between Heyman and Bischoff uh, from a rating standpoint, from a buzz standpoint. But again, when they turned it into, you know, Roman Reigns on Raw versus, uh, you know, AJ Styles on SmackDown to see which is better, it's just, you know, that never works.
All right, we're talking with, with uh, Jimmy Trainer from Sports Illustrated, the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. Let's talk uh, for a second here. Seth Rollins, your interview with Seth Rollins was really the big wrestling story of the week early on. Seth uh, yep. went went on Twitter uh, uh, like the day or, or a couple days before your interview, and it was really starting to call people out and take a stance, really, and, and hold the flag of WWE against this, this rising tide of of uh, AEW and his former Shield partner, John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, speaking out against the company, which really started the ball rolling on all of this, right? And if yeah. if, if John Moxley never left WWE, who knows what, what we'd be talking about uh, today, uh, getting closer and closer to October in that Fox deal. But... Anyway, so Seth Rollins comes on on your show, and and, and my goodness, he 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 really is not afraid to say uh, what seems to be on his mind. And he says some things that people agree with, and other things you're like, well, that makes sense. He's saying that since he's in charge of WWE. What was your overall take from what Seth Rollins had to say to you on the Sports Illustrated Media podcast? I had a lot of takes. Um, <laughs> I mean, first of all, you know, I. So, so much of this, as you know, is timing and luck. I was supposed to do that interview with Rollins the week before as sort of a way to promote their uh, stomping grounds pay-per-view and, you know, anticipation of that. And his schedule got crazy, and they uh, had to reschedule it to this past Monday. And in doing the research Monday morning, I saw his tweets from Sunday and Monday where he was defending the company and going off on fans who have constantly been you know, criticizing the company. And I said, oh, okay, well, this is going to make my job a little easier because I was already in my head as the interviewer trying to figure out, what, you know, is he going to be up for talking about Becky Lynch? Is he going to give me the I'm not talking about my personal life comment? I know that's what people want to know. And um, I saw the tweets and I said, well, I guess we'll start with this and that'll sort of soften him up about Becky Lynch. And it turns out he had no problems talking about Becky Lynch, and he had no problems talking about Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, and uh, he, uh, you know, it's so cheesy to say it, but I said it in my column and on Twitter. He he burnt it down on the podcast, so <laughs> that's right. He did. Uh, it was great. I mean, I, I think I asked about three questions, and he talked for about ten minutes on each question, and that was the whole show. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who does wrestling interviews on a regular basis, especially the ones with with current WWE employees, are the hardest yeah. ones because they go between kayfabe and and not kayfabe, and you right, just don't know right. how they're going to address what what the the hot topic of the day is. And and really, the right. way they've treated the Becky Lynch thing, I, that was like, how is he going to talk about that? Because they're barely talking about it. They're kind of, but now they're all in on the fact that he's in a relationship yeah, yeah. With, with Becky. But the, yeah, I was. I was I, I thought it was great. He told me the story of when she sort of went public with their relationship with that tweet uh, with Edge and Seth Phoenix. He was in the car with her and had no idea she had tweeted that. So I thought that was interesting when he told me that. And as for his comments about the fans and the product and all that, um, listen, the guy's the champion. The ratings are dipping. Probably feels you know maybe some of it's on him. I don't you know I don't know that, but. I asked him after he, you know, ranted and raved. I asked him if this was sort of also if he was doing this to sort of send a message to the locker room, and he said yes. You know, I guess morale is down. He's one of the leaders. He's trying to boost up morale. So I, w- I wasn't completely shocked that he did it. I really wasn't. And it, it's, I mean, it's got to be a great look for him inside the company. I mean, Vince has got to be, yeah. be, be happy about that. He wants somebody, you know, to grab the brass ring or whatever. And he's at the right. top with, with, with the championship and, and he's taking the lead on that. And I think that's, 
going to only benefit him. But that's a great interview. There's re- this this summer, there's the Jericho interview. You have to listen to with John Moxley. And if you're out there right now listening to this, I'm telling you, you got to go find the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. You subscribe to that anyway. He has, uh, especially if you're a wrestling fan, because wrestlers are on about once a month, it seems. There's, and, yeah, that, and that was, it, it's funny you said that. That was my thing. You know, the, there were some people who thought, like I was in on this with Seth and working right. with WWE. I literally put in the request to interview him a day or two after the Becky Lynch relationship came out. Thinking, okay, that's interesting. And I, like you said, I do try to have a wrestler, or someone wrestling related on every four to six weeks. I think the last one I had was Roman around WrestleMania. Uh, so the timing was right to have another guy on. And, you know, when, my, when I asked three or four weeks ago, it was really about the Becky Lynch stuff I was going to try to get into. And then, like I said, timing is everything. It's all sort of came out of left field. Right, and uh, you're you're an obvious wrestling fan. It seems like that's the requirement to be yeah. the host of the Sports Illustrated Media podcast. <laughs> so you have to 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 like wrestling as, as yeah. well. We're talking with Jimmy Trainer, wrapping things up. Since you do host the Sports Illustrated Media podcast, there's another yep. story that broke this week that was interesting for uh, Memphis fans because it was leaked out that Fox Sports One was right. is, is possibly interested in Jerry the King Lawler to be a part of their studio show. There's going to be a studio show in WWE Jumps right, to Fox right. and that Jerry Lawler's a name because they want a name on that show. They want somebody who's recognizable, right. and so they're interested right. in Jerry the King Lawler. Do you, do you think that's going to happen, or should should they look elsewhere? What are, you, what are your thoughts? I mean, I love the King. I think he's great. I, I would love to see him on it. I, I know from speaking to some people at Fox, I mean, they – they want to make a big deal out of this pregame show on FS1. or the, I don't know if it's a pregame or a weekly, maybe during the week. They want to make a big deal about it. I think they're going to have, they're going to make it like a regular sports studio show. I think you might see three, four, five people on it. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Bowler was one of those people. I've heard Renee Young might be hosting that show. I don't know how accurate that is. And I think they want to get a Fox person involved as well. Um, I don't know who that would be. It's going to be a mix, though, of WWE and Fox people on that show. So, King is definitely in play. Yeah, he, I could see him be the Jimmy Johnson role or something of this. Right, exactly. Of yeah. of this studio show, if they if they need to, it got me thinking though. Like, what? Like, I think a big problem with current WWE product right now, when you're watching these shows, is the the announced team. There's not a big name at the desk. We just lost Jimmy Trainer. We'll try to get him get him back on here so we can wrap things up with him. Uh, but the, my big big problem is at the announced desk. Like you're you're watching these shows. There's nobody. Uh, recognizable uh, there on the WWE broadcast. And those, those shows are, uh, what, two hours, three hours long for Monday Night Raw, two hours for SmackDown. And there's not not saying it has to be, that it should be Jerry Lawler it, in, the, in the broadcast booth. But when you look at Fox, when you look at Fox Sports, especially football right now, we're reconnected with Jimmy uh, Trainer here. All right. Hey, Jimmy, back with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The call dropped. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, no problem. I just we'll keep you for just a couple more minutes. It's the last thing I wanted to talk about because because sure. regular sports television, especially recently with Tony Tony Romo, has really gone all in on the big celebrity name in the broadcast booth. Right. And WWE has gotten away from it after having Jesse Ventura, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jerry the King Lawler, Macho Man Randy Savage, and all of those other big names. Mister Perfect for a second in the booth. They don't have any big recognizable names on their broadcast anymore. They're right, right. when they have people out there, and I, I'm wondering if you think that's an issue. I think like if you're tuning into a show for two hours and you know there's somebody recognizable and entertaining on for those two hours, that you're more likely to continue to watch that show. 
Why are they not totally reaching, out, reaching out to it? Why do they have not reached out to Big Show or Mark Henry or even Kurt Angle, who's just now retired? All these recent retired wrestlers who are good talkers who could possibly uh, take on that that role. And do you see Fox kind of forcing their hand on that or trying to grab any of those names? I, I it's it's, yeah, it's been I mean, so listen, puzzling to me. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think I, I think there's period there to try to like build up some new guys. You know, with Corey Graves and. Byron Saxton and, and guys like that. Uh, well, I, it's a great question. I don't. I wish I had an answer for you. I don't. I don't know why they're not using more of the veterans who are, who are retired. They should. And I think uh, I, my guess would be you'd see one of those guys probably on the Fox uh, weekly show or free game, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, they just. I they just got. They need to put somebody in in the actual booth. Corey Graves, he's great, but he's not. He's not a household name by any means. And he's on both. Right. And he's on both shows. Does he need to be on both right. shows? Like, can you not get yeah, I, somebody? I think their their broadcast strategy has been broadcast strategy has been strange for a while now. Yeah, a very very. I mean, and they haven't trained anybody. They 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 rode the king out until they you know he was on for for twenty plus years. All right, last right. last thing. I know you're a big fan of the Office and the uh, the yeah. Office big Office news this week. The Office is being removed from Netflix. How do you watch the, the Office when you watch it? Do you watch it on Netflix? Or are you concerned about well? A year there from are now. very, 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 very few things that are good about getting old. And one of those things is that I still have cable. So the office is on Comedy Central about 50 times a week. It's on uh, the Paramount Network. I think it's on TV land. So I still watch it on cable mostly. I'll watch it on Netflix if I'm commuting or stuff like that, and I'm on the train. Um, but I-, I watch it usually on cable. So the Netflix- And plus, here's the thing. I mean, this is just so typical of society today everyone's having this freak out that the office is leaving <laughs> netflix it's not happening for two more years so january enjoy it yeah. for two more years then freak out you know and Jan- yeah january t- 2021 and you can get right. the you can get if i don't know how the young, the younger generations know how to operate a, a dvd player or have a dvd player or a blu-ray player right but you can get those discs so cheap now because of the streaming era has really nobody's buying disc anymore so if you really love the office and want to watch it anytime you want buy it Buy the disc. You right. probably get everything for about thirty bucks, and and exactly. then you don't have to pay whatever the NBC streaming service is going to be ten dollars a month, so you can watch The Office in, in a couple right. of years. But uh, Jimmy, you're so kind to join us. I appreciate it. I, I enjoy your stuff over there at Sports Illustrated. Everybody should uh, follow Jimmy at Jimmy Trainer on Twitter. Uh, Trainer Thoughts is your weekly column, right? Daily, daily, daily column, daily, daily column. Yeah. I forget we're in this that, the era of uh, daily stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the yep. the podcast, the Sports Illustrated Media podcast, is uh you need you need to subscribe Sweet. if you're listening yep. if you enjoyed any of this conversation. And uh, yeah, send the, send my best to the Rock. I know he follows you on Twitter, so <laughs> I will do that. Thank you very much. I All right. appreciate it. Thanks, Jimmy. Jimmy right. Jimmy <laughs> Trainer from Sports Illustrated uh, joining us the Sports Illustrated Media podcast. If you're uh, could talk to him all day about sports media and professional wrestling we're gonna take a quick time out when we come back we're gonna continue this conversation the biggest wrestling news in quite some time we we play that tony Schiavone sounder on the show every week max but this story is huge that eric bischoff and paul Heyman are both coming back to uh have executive roles in wwe we'll talk more about that with zach linder who used to work 
for Vince McMahon. He'll join us on the other side here on Sports Entertainment, 56 and 87.7 FM. I'm here with the two-time Southern Hot Wing Festival champ. What do you have to say to the people of Memphis? The first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wings in Memphis. You can call us the new wing order, brother. We know your championship wings, but what about the rest of the menu? We've got a dropkick and buffalo chicken taco and a vegan-friendly avocado taco. And Memphis is only hot wing nachos, brother. You heard it here, folks. You can find the new wing order food truck or book them at newwingorder.com or follow them on social media at newwingorder. How's it going, everybody? I'm Nick Schifani. And I'm Adam Schifani. In addition to being brothers, we're the founders of Nerd 901, a blog and podcast embracing the nerd culture in Memphis and around the world, all from our home base here in the 901. You can check out our team's exclusive content at nerd901.com. And while you're on the site, you'll want to take a look at the latest Surreal Entertainment schedule. Every week, we post an updated list of Surreal's upcoming bingo and theme trivia events, from TV shows to video games to music to movies and much more. No matter what you like, Surreal Trivia has a theme night just for you. And with our handy guide, you'll never miss out on any of our free fun. Nerd out about trivia and whatever else you love at nerd901.com and our Twitter at nerd underscore 901. Nerds unite! Now, back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. We're talking wrestling on the radio. We're going to get back into talking about Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff's new roles at WWE. We're going to talk to Zach Linder here momentarily. But first, let me tell you, this Real Life Wrestling Hour every week is brought to you by Real Memphis Wrestling at the Rec Room. Not only is Rec Room where I'm at every single Tuesday night hosting trivia, not only is it a great place to play current and classic video games on giant 20-foot screens, you can also watch all the WWE and UFC pay-per-views. On those same giant 20-foot screens. And now you can watch real live professional wrestling at the rec room. It is 901 Wrestling. I got to go hang out there last Saturday. I got in the ring. I got in, I got involved. Did you did you know this, Max? I, I got in the wrestling ring the other day, uh, Saturday night at the rec room. And I got involved in the action. And I think I'm going to be coming back out there again in July. So you don't want to miss it. They got two shows scheduled in the month of July at the rec room. It only costs five bucks to get you in the door and all ages are welcome during the show under 21. You got to come with a parent or guardian. That is, uh, at the rec room Saturday nights, a couple times a month, two dates coming up in July, rec room, Memphis.com right off of Sam Cooper Boulevard, 3000 broad Avenue. Don't miss real Memphis wrestling at the rec room. Also listen up low budgets. We have a couple of other events coming up, including on July 11th is our next wrestling Trivia night. It is uh, happening at the Fireside Funhouse. Fireside Funhouse. That's where they serve Fireside. Uh, the Memphis Made Tap Room. Uh, it's exactly one month before SummerSlam this year. So Trivia Slam. One month before SummerSlam on July 11th, we will have our next trivia event. It is free to play. We'll give away passes to 901 Wrestling. You can enjoy some Fireside beer inside the Fireside Funhouse. Uh, so be sure to RSVP for your team. Go to CerritoTrivia.com. Find the links on there. It's going to be an evening you will not soon forget. And also go ahead and mark your calendar for SummerSlam weekend. We'll have Bingo Slam. Or that is going to be on August the 9th. The New Wing Order food truck will be on site for that one. Anybody in wrestling tire get, attire gets an extra bingo card. Uh, check all of that out. It's going to be a fun summer of activity. In the middle of that will be SmackDown Live, run by Eric Bischoff on July 30th. We're going to continue our conversation this morning about the big wrestling news uh, this week. Eric Bischoff 
now on his way back to WWE, this time in an official behind-the-scenes role, and also joining him on Monday nights will be Paul Heyman running Monday Night Raw. Here to talk about it is former WWE.com writer. His name is Zach Linder, and he joins me now. Good morning, Zach. Kevin, did I just hear that you got involved in some action? Are you are you taking bumps now, Kevin? Is that what's going on here? I, I did not take a bump. I did not take a bump. I but I did uh, a little interview thing in the ring, and then I almost got I got almost attacked, and then okay. Uh, saved. I got saved by one of the uh, baby faces up there. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear there were no injuries sustained. Yeah, no, no, no bumps. No bumps. <laughs> That's my uh, rule right now. We'll hopefully stick to that. It's like the wild card rule. Well, who knows? It could change. The <laughs> <laughs> Zach Linder. What was your reaction this week? The wrestling world. Uh, just the uh, everybody was texting everybody, calling everybody. Wanting, like what in the world? Did everybody was checking their calendars to make sure. Uh, the year was 2019, but Paul Heyman is going to be running Monday Night Raw under Vince McMahon, and Eric Bischoff will be running SmackDown under Vince McMahon. Uh, starting now, what do you think? I'm excited about it. I think this is a really positive development. I would disagree with the people that say this is a reaction to uh, competition from AEW. I think this is more a reaction to just declining ratings and the business being less hot in general. Um, I think it's great choices. You know, I think uh, uh, the, the, the trend with a lot of the wrestling business now, you know, especially when it comes to AEW, is kind of uh, the new regime, um, y- younger, younger visions, uh, younger talent, and uh, and, and younger executives like uh, like the cons running AEW, um, but I, I like this um, experience that they're bringing in with Bischoff and Heyman. Heyman and Bischoff are, while they've been around a long time, have always had really innovative ideas for the wrestling business, and I don't think that changes um, just because it's been a long time since the heyday of WCW and ECW. Uh, I'm really excited to see what they do. I think the picks are good. I think Bischoff for SmackDown is good. You know, the the word on the street is that uh, Bischoff was selected for SmackDown because of his experience dealing with Turner executives, and he'll be dealing directly with Fox executives in this case. And Heyman will have a more insular role within WWE. Uh, there are already uh, established contacts between WWE and USA, um, so uh, that won't be as much a part of Heyman's role. He'll be a little bit more focused on the creative and the overall integration among WWE's other uh, content platforms, is my understanding. So I think the picks are good, um, and I'm really excited to see where this goes. Yeah, that's the mind. I mean, they're, name-wise, they're, and they just both happen to be the two guys running the other two companies uh, in, in the late 90s, both eventually, of course, Vince, Vince winning. But these are two guys who have ran successful wrestling companies that, that changed professional wrestling. I, yeah, and, you know, I, I interviewed Heyman a number of times uh, when I was at WWE. And uh, one of my favorite uh, pieces that I worked on was a piece called What If ECW Didn't Close? And, and what would have happened? And what were the plans kind of going on behind the scenes if Heyman was able to keep it afloat, either with further investments or a new TV deal or, or anything like that? And uh, I also asked him about the content itself. You know, he was losing a lot of talent in ECW at the time. And I asked him, how would that uh, style of ECW have changed. And he admitted to me at the time that, look, that kind of hardcore extreme style was kind of already by 2001 beginning uh, on the downward trend. Um, and he admitted that he was uh, kind of getting early invested in to mixed martial arts. And it probably would have taken a harder turn towards the more shoot 
not not legit shoot, but kind of appear like the, the more mixed martial arts type style and kind of building a lot of stars like Taz who work on submissions. You know, for example, I think Samoa Joe would have been a perfect big star in those kind of uh, potential later years of ECW. So I think that Heyman has ideas for how the business can evolve and change. And, um, you know, he's been, you know, candidly working behind the scenes with WWE for quite some time the last couple years anyway. Um, And now they're just giving him a more prominent role. Yeah, that, that's interesting because if ECW could not be today, if it was still cannot, that cannot exist the same way. It's it would have had to evolve like uh, as see on a national stage. People recently talking about Howard Stern, right? How Howard Stern today is not the same Howard Stern he was in the 1990s, right? Right. But, but he still is producing content, has evolved, and is still at the at the top of his game. But he's just excelling in other areas and than he did before. So I, I yeah I can so maybe Paul Heyman's got that I I believe I, I trust Paul Heyman and I see the Eric Bischoff the Eric Bischoff is the guy because you're going to deal with these executives and it's not necessarily Eric Bischoff's ideas you're looking for as much as his ability to run the ship and deal with all the different elements of that job because uh, it's going to be difficult and Vince is not going to be able to be at every single thing especially with the launch of the XFL so. Yeah, and I think Bischoff will have to politic quite a bit here. You know, when Fox made that big bid for WWE, you know, WWE was known as kind of DVR-proof programming, and it was kind of one of the last bastions of real (laughs) tangible ratings on television. Mm -hmm. Um, And over the last number of months here, you see WWE ratings really plummeting, and Fox is not getting that product that they bid for. Um, you know, a year and a half or so ago, whenever that was. So I think Bischoff is going to have to do a lot of kind of stroking egos, um, calming the executives down over on the network side, and evolving the programming to a place where it can still be profitable for Fox, even as the ratings likely continue to decline. The uh, a lot of the critics in this, they're already you know it's wrestling fans, right? So this, I want to just enjoy this moment that we know they're going to be there. We'll see if it makes an impact because you look at Bruce Pritchard getting hired earlier this year, uh, and other small things. You're like, okay, well, there the things are going to change at WWE, and it just it has not really changed. If it, it seems like with this announcement. Which they actually announced themselves. Which how how weird is that? You used to work for WWE.com. Like if they're giving you this story to to announce who's running things behind the scenes, is not a, a traditional news release that they put out there. Well, yes and no. I mean, um, there, there would very often be news that would release on WWE.com, or um, sometimes they would give the exclusive to other outlets. I am surprised that the exclusive did. Usually, what would happen is they'd give the exclusive to ESPN or SI or or some other big outlet. And, um, and then it would very shortly thereafter go up on WWE.com. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why they didn't do that in this case. Apparently there's been some miscommunication behind the scenes as far as their PR department go. Um, I, I'm, I'm not really sure what the case was. They might have had an exclusive prepared and then uh, an outlet dropped out. We, you know, we never know what goes on behind the scenes, but I'm guessing this was in the works for quite some time, and they strategized this uh, pretty carefully. They always do. Um, I think we often uh, overlook how carefully things Things like that are planned within WWE. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. But, no, I wouldn't say it's out of the ordinary, per se. All right, we're talking with Zach Linder, former WWE.com writer. You can follow him at Zach Linder on Twitter. The Okay, so they went with Eric Bischoff, Paul Heyman. If one of those guys said no, who do you think they should have gone after? Who's, who's Who would have been the third third choice for one of those roles? 
Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, probably a combination of different guys. You know, Gabe Sapolsky is one that comes to mind. He's obviously uh, being talked to um, uh, w- with regards to Evolve kind of being the breeding ground for NXT. Um, I think there's a lot of talent that probably could have been given that role or, or soon-to-be retiring talent. Um, I, I, there, there are a lot of options there I wouldn't want to speculate um, because, but uh, Pr- Pritchard is obviously another candidate. Right, I'm yeah. sure they talk to him as well. Um, but probably a combination of different guys. I think these are guys that they went with because they had the experience running the promotions, and they can run these brands like their own siloed companies and mutually exclusive entities. Um, so I think if they were to go with anyone else, it probably would have been a combination of people. You know, there's a lot of conversation of, you know, why did they pick these folks to run the show when clearly uh, they've been grooming Steph and Hunter behind the scenes to run WWE eventually when Vince uh, has to pass the torch at some point. You know, he's not going to live forever. Um, but I think that is a real kind of marky kind of uh, speculation. I think that while Steph and Vince will definitely have a hand in the brand and creative and, and – sorry, Steph and Hunter, excuse me, and, and Hunter especially with, uh, with the talent and talent development specifically, you know, the, the company is really run by George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. I think that fans forget that a lot. So when Vince ends up passing the torch, this is going to be run, the company is going to be run by the co-presidents, uh, their CFO and, and CMO respectively. And they'll always have people uh, that are more well-known to wrestling fans running the brand and the content. Okay, that makes sense. So you're saying you, if, if they would have said no, you go to look at the, you know Conrad Thompson's podcast to find a, host, a co-host on one of those. <laughs> or, uh, I mean, Jim Ross would have been a good choice, but he's obviously locked in on uh, AEW now um there's really not uh, Jim Cornette do, you, do they do that does he agree to do something like that uh because those are Cornette's no- an interesting choice but I think Cornette is also very much a traditionalist right? right I mean he's very outspoken about that and I I love Jim Cornette and uh, as as you well know Kevin I'm a huge Smoky Mountain fan, but that's clearly not what the business needs right now. And I'm sorry for going off on a tangent about WWE's executives no, that's before. Good. I know I went off on a bit of a tangent. But, no, that's inside. Um, info. That's good uh, inside information that that people don't think about. They do not think about that because Triple Triple Stephanie's eventually probably going to be. Is that what like going to be the one running WWE in the in the Vince McMahon role with with Triple H right under her or something similar to that? And I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. I, I. I think that the company will at least for the foreseeable future. If, let, let's say if Vince decides to retire tomorrow, that's not going to happen, right? But let's, right. Uh, you know, let's say he decides to retire tomorrow. The the company will be run by George Barrios and Michelle Wilson on the business and marketing side, and that's really what matters. The yeah. people that have input into creative now and content and brand now will continue to have that input when Vince is gone. Um, so, uh, yeah. The, I, so I then why, not, I, why not put Triple H in charge of one of the two shows then if it's looking like – it just seemed like you'd put Triple H in charge of one of the two shows. He's your son-in-law. It, he's got a successful following. He's built something that has an obvious brand and consistency with NXT. Why not put him in charge? I think that they see his, him as not quite ready yet. Um, and, and that's probably accurate, you know, and he, and he also, you know, as smart as Hunter is, and I do think he is super smart and he loves wrestling and as great as he is at developing talent, um, he does not have the same experience that Paul and Eric do. I mean, they are about as experienced as you can get in running a wrestling company. 
Um, there's nobody so, else. There's nobody else available on that level. Like the, of the two of them, I mean, we talk about who's the next choice. If one of them said no, there's not another person in that same field as the two of those guys. I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, we were making not, jokes in the Drew World Order chat. Uh, you know, Shoemaker, I think, made the joke. Uh, you know, who's who's going to run two hundred five live? Jim Hurd. Right. You know, and that's really there aren't a lot of names like that that you can use as sort of the next guy as sort of a punchline. You know. So, I mean, you, you brought up a great one in Cornette. I didn't think of that, but that's a great one. But, I, I, again, I, I don't think he's the right guy for, the, for this I, moment, at I, least. I agree, and I think the, the reasoning he's not the right guy, because Paul Heyman can, is definitely, he understands old-school wrestling, but he also understands, hey, you got to do different stuff. ECW was a, a completely different product than anybody had ever seen before. And so there's you got to have a little bit of that tradition, but also the ability to realize that it, if you break a traditional rule, it's fine. Uh, right. If it's for something new and exciting, and Paul has that in him, that's why he's really the perfect package for this type of a of a. He understands the current business and the past. Jim Cornette's a guy you want at the table, but maybe not the number one guy. Run it like the guy. You've, if if you could get him on your creative team, he should be there all the time because he's going to help tell you when you're making a mistake uh, on how stuff is going uh, for sure. But it's kind of reminds me as a Memphian of in the '90s when Vince was uh, on trial for steroids and they. He, you know, he was possibly going to jail, and the story goes that he was going to bring in Jerry Jarrett, the the guy who ran the Memphis Territory. Like that was his – like he brought Jerry Jarrett to New York uh, it, to be prepared for, for that situation where if he was going to jail, Jerry Jarrett would be there to run it. And here we are, 2019, uh, he's bringing in the two guys he knows, knows how to run a company to run it for him while he may or may not be – around as much because of the XFL or age issues or, or whatnot. So I, I, I find that very fascinating. It's, it's something Vince has done before. And I, wouldn't put a, I wouldn't put too much stock into the XFL rumors, by the way. I think that while he will have some of his attention diverted to the XFL, I don't think it's going to be substantial enough that, this is why, that, that, that that's why he's doing this. Um, I, I think that the, he will still be very much involved um, and he just kind of wants some fresh voices in there because he understands, I think, that there needs to be a, a bit of a fresh perspective, um, and especially integrating with other platforms that TV is not kind of the only way to go. And, and Paul and, and Eric know how to integrate with digital and, 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 and drive subscribers to the network and, and things along those lines. I, I don't think it's because he's stepping away to do the XFL. I really, really don't. I think that is that, are, that those are rumors that are popping up on dirt dirt sites and things like that. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's walking away, but his, his attention is going to be diverted a little bit, and especially at, at his age. It's a combination of things, Zach, that I, uh, the way I see it. I mean, XFL, I think, is on the list. Bad ratings is on the right. list, right? Bad ratings. Right. And the fact that AEW is on the list because they're going to be on TNT. So you've got to, like, you. if they didn't have that TNT deal, I don't think they would care. But the fact that this is going to be on TNT, that there's going to be a different wrestling option like they're not going to be scared of it but they're going to be prepared and say let's squash them before they can get started you know vince wants to do that so i think it's a, it's a combination of, of a bunch of different factors and they're all hitting ahead at the exact same time which is very exciting also the, not just the ratings but going to fox in general lots of pressure when you're on on network television uh to get much better ratings than what you're getting right now so there it's a lot happening that's what's exciting time to be a, a wrestling fan uh for sure um, but, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you that it's a combination of things, 100%. Um, uh, definitely declining ratings at the top of the list, and the move to Fox, probably you know, a, a solid 1A right, right under that. I think people are kind of overblowing the AEW situation. 
Um, I, I don't think that uh, WWE is worried about AEW too much. You know, if you want, we can talk a little bit about Kenny Omega's comments about running the Evolve show on the WWE Network head-to-head with their event. Um, but uh, I, I think that is um, kind of a silly um, uh, thing that a lot of marks are bringing up right now, that, that AEW mm-hmm. is, is worrying WWE. They're not worried about AEW. Was They're going to be running on a different night of the week. Um, they're they're not going to be stealing viewers right. away from WWE. WWE is going to be losing viewers regardless whether AEW was there or not. Ratings are going down just because of their product in general. But I I would doubt that someone would stop watching WWE altogether and then only watch AEW. I, I think those viewers are very few and far between. Well, you know, I am the Mark of the South, so of course. <laughs> <laughs> is that your is that your kayfabe gimmick? Yeah, it's coming on. The Mark g- of the uh, South. Yeah, the Mark of the South. It's my new. Okay. Yeah, you like it? The, all right, but we we got to let you know we're almost out of time. I just want to ask this because we've got SmackDown coming to Memphis in July. So what can I what can I expect? Will I see a SmackDown dance team now that it's run by Eric Bischoff? Will <laughs> Will Medusa make an appearance and throw the twenty four seven title in the trash can? What's going to happen on this SmackDown? Eric That's Bischoff's a great name. question. I, 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 don't, I don't know what Eric's priorities are, but he probably has an idea of where he wants it to go. He probably also has an idea of what talent wants to be at the, at the top of the card. He wants to be at the top of the card uh, for the debut on Fox, to prepare for the debut on Fox. So what I would bet is you're going to start to see storylines develop and wrestlers being pushed to certain positions um, w- with a couple of pay-per-views away from the Fox launch. That's what I would bet is going to be his first priority and this time next year will we paul Heyman or eric bischoff be on television in a similar role to their behind the scenes role or are they going i i hope not i hope not i hope that these are uh strictly behind the scenes roles i know that there have been some rumors that the two of them might appear on this week's shows i know that there are also some rumors that that announcement uh, was not supposed to have been leaked um, but I hope if they do appear that it's going to be in sort of an official capacity. It's sort of, sort of like an on-screen news release, right. and they kind of go back to, to their typical roles. With And if Paul does have an, an on-camera role, I hope it just continues to be uh, with Brock Lesnar. Right. Shake, like we, we knew the wild card rule when that came around that that was a desperation move. And I think if we see Paul Heyman or Eric Bishop on television, that means they're going to be worried about something and trying to, to spike the ratings or try something different. So hopefully we, we don't see that. Uh, Zach, always a pleasure talking with you. We'll catch up again soon and uh, keep planning your trip to Memphis. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, and Mazel Tov on the, uh, on the incoming baby. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Can't wait. Talk to you soon. Future women's champion. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, Talk to you later. That is Zach Linder. Uh, both of our guests coming to you live from New York City today, one from the mean streets of Brooklyn, New York. All right, that is it for the wrestling hour today. We'll be back here next Saturday at 10, talking wrestling at 11. I want to thank all y'all for listening. Until then, I'll see you around the territory.